So we begin week 30, uh, day 204, beginning today, just a couple of short uh, passages, one from Second Chronicles 34, 1-2, um, then 2nd Kings, and then we go to Nahum and Jeremiah, begin 2nd Chronicles 34, 1-2. Josiah was 8 years old when he became king. He reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight and walked in the ways of his ancestor David. He did not turn aside to the right or to the left. And the same in 2 Kings 22, 1-2. Josiah was eight years old when he became king. He reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedidiah, the daughter of Adai. She was from Bozka. He did what was right in the Lord's sight and walked in all the ways of his ancestor David. He did not turn to the right or to the left. Then 2 Kings 23, verse 25. Before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his mind and with all his heart and with all his strength, according to all the law of Moses, and no one like him arose after him. Then we read Nahum 1, beginning at verse 1. The Oracle Concerning Nineveh The book of the vision of Nahum the Elkushite The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord takes vengeance and is fierce in wrath. The Lord takes vengeance against his foes. He is furious with his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger but great in power. The Lord will never leave the guilty unpunished. His path is in the whirlwind and storm and clouds are the dust beneath his feet. He rebukes the sea so that it dries up and he makes all the rivers run dry. Bashan and Carmel wither, even the flower of Lebanon withers. The mountains quake before him and the hills melt. The earth trembles at his presence, the world and all who live in it. Who can withstand his indignation? Who can endure his burning anger? His wrath is poured out like fire, even rocks are shattered before him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in a day of distress. He cares for those who take refuge in him. But he will completely destroy Nineveh with an overwhelming flood and he will chase his enemies into darkness. Whatever you plot against the Lord, he will bring it to complete destruction. Oppression will not rise up a second time. For they will be consumed like entangled thorns, like a drunkard's drink, and like straw that is fully dry. One has gone out from Nineveh who plots evil against the Lord and is a wicked counsellor. This is what the Lord says. Though they are strong and numerous, they will still be mowed down and he will pass away. Though I have afflicted you, I will afflict you no longer. For I will now break off his yoke from you and tear off your shackles. The Lord has issued an order concerning you. There will be no offspring to carry on your name. I will eliminate the carved idol and cast image from the house of your gods. I will prepare your grave for you are contemptible. Look to the mountains, the feet of one bringing good news and proclaiming peace. Celebrate your festivals, Judah. Fulfill your vows. For the wicked one will never again march through you. He will be entirely wiped up out. One who scatters is coming against you. Man the fortifications, watch the road, brace yourself, summon all your strength. For the Lord will restore the majesty of Jacob, yes, the majesty of Israel. The ravagers have ravaged them and ruined their vine branches. The shields of his warriors are dyed red, the valiant men are dressed in scarlet. The fittings of the chariot flash like fire on the day of its battle preparations, and the spears are brandished. The chariots dash madly through the streets. They rush around in the plazas. They look like torches. They dart back and forth like lightning. He gives orders to his officers. They stumble as they advance. 
They race to its wall. The protective shield is set in place. The river gates are opened and the palace erodes away. Beauty is stripped. She is carried away. Her ladies-in-waiting moan like the sound of doves and beat their breasts. Nineveh has been like a pool of water from her first days, but they are fleeing. Stop, stop, they cry, but no one turns back. Plunder the silver, plunder the gold. There is no end to the treasure, an abundance of every precious thing. Desolation, decimation, devastation. Hearts melt, knees tremble, loins shake, every face grows pale. Where is the lion's lair or the feeding ground of the young lions? Where the lion and lioness prowled and the lion's cub with nothing to frighten them away? The lion mauled whatever its cubs needed and strangled prey for its lionesses. It filled up its dens with a kill and its lairs with mauled prey. Beware, I am against you. I will make you your chariots go up in smoke and the sword will devour your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the earth and the sound of your messengers will never be heard again. Woe to the city of blood, totally deceitful, full of plunder, never without prey. The crack of the whip and the rumble of the wheel, galloping horse and jolting chariot. Charging horsemen, flashing sword, shining spear, heaps of slain, mounds of corpses, dead bodies without end. They stumble over their dead. Because of the continual prostitution of the prostitute, the attractive mistress of sorcery who betrays nations by her prostitution and clans by her witchcraft. I am against you, the declaration of the Lord of hosts. I will lift your skirts over your face and display your nakedness to nations, your shame to kingdoms. I will throw filth on you and treat you with contempt. I will make a spectacle of you. Then all who see you will recoil from you, saying, Nineveh is devastated. Who will show sympathy to her? Where can I find anyone to comfort you? Are you better than Thebes, than that sat along the Nile with water surrounding her, whose rampart was the sea and river her wall? Cush and Egypt were her endless source of strength. Put and Libya were among her allies. Yet she became an exile. She went into captivity. Her children were also dashed to pieces at the head of every street. They cast lots for her dignitaries and all her nobles were bound in chains. You also will become drunk. You will hide yourself. You will also seek refuge from the enemy. All your fortresses are fig trees with figs that ripen first. When shaken, they fall right into the mouth of the eater. Look, your troops are women among you. The gates of your land are wide open to your enemies. Fire will devour the bars of your gates. Draw water for the siege. Strengthen your fortresses. Step into the clay and tread the mortar. Take hold of the brick mould. The fire will devour you there. The sword will cut you down. It will devour you like the young locust. Multiply yourselves like the young locust. Multiply like the swarming locust. You have made your merchants more numerous than the stars of the sky. The young locust strips the land and flies away. Your court officials are like the swarming locust and your scribes like the clouds of locusts which settle on the walls on a cold day. When the sun rises they take off and no one knows where they are. King of Assyria, your shepherds slumber, your officers sleep. Your people are scattered across the mountains with no one to gather them together. There is no remedy for your injury. Your wound is severe. All who hear the news about you will clap their hands because of you, for who has not experienced your constant cruelty? Then we read Second Chronicles 34, 3-7. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still a youth, Josiah began to seek the God of his ancestor David, 
And in the twelfth year he began to cleanse Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the Asherah poles, the carved images, and the cast images. Then in his presence the altars of the Baals were torn down, and the incense altars that were above them he chopped down. The Asherah poles, the carved images, and the cast images he shattered, crushed to dust, and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the priests on their altars, so he cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. He did the same in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, and as far as Naphtali and on their surrounding mountain shrines. He tore down the altars and he smashed the Asherah poles and the carved images to powder. He chopped down all the incense altars throughout the land of Israel and returned to Jerusalem. Then we finish today by reading Jeremiah 1, 1 1-19. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, one of the priests living in Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. It also came throughout the days of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. The word of the Lord came to me, I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations, but I protested, Oh no, Lord God, look, I, I don't know how to speak since I am only a youth. Then the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for you will go to everyone I send you to and speak whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of anyone, for I will be with you to deliver you. This is the Lord's declaration. Then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth and told me, Look, I have filled your mouth with my words. See, today I have set you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and demolish, to build and plant. Then the word of the Lord came to me, asking, What do you see, Jeremiah? I replied, I see a branch of an almond tree. The Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I watch over my word to accomplish it. Again the word of the Lord came to me, inquiring, What do you see? And I replied, I see a boiling pot, its mouth tilted from the north to the south. Then the Lord said to me, Disaster will be poured out from the north on all who live in the land. Indeed, I am about to summon all the clans and kingdoms of the north. This is the Lord's declaration. They will come and each king will set up his throne at the entrance to Jerusalem's gates. They will attack all her surrounding walls and all the other cities of Judah. I will pronounce my judgments against them for all the evil they did when they abandoned me, to burn incense to the other gods and to worship the works of their own hands. Now get ready, stand up and tell them everything that I command you. Do not be intimidated by them or I will cause you to car before them. Today I am the one who has made you a fortified city, an iron pillar and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests and the population. They will fight against you but never prevail over you, since I am with you to rescue you. This is the Lord's declaration. And there we end, day 204. So day 205 and we continue through Jeremiah and then into Zephaniah as well. The word of the Lord came to me, go and announce directly to Jerusalem that this is what the Lord says. I remember the loyalty of your youth, your love as a bride, how you followed me in the wilderness in a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who ate of it found themselves guilty. Disaster came on them. This is the Lord's declaration. 
Hear the word of the Lord, house of Jacob, and all families of the house of Israel. Here is what the Lord says. What fault did your fathers find in me, that they went so far from me, followed worthless idols, and became worthless themselves? They stopped asking, Where is the Lord who brought us out from the land of Egypt, who led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, through a land of drought and darkness, a land no one travelled through and where no one lived? I brought you to a fertile land to eat its fruit and bounty, but after you entered you defiled my land. You made my inheritance detestable. The priests stopped asking, Where is the Lord? The experts in the law no longer knew me, and the rulers rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and followed useless idols. Therefore I will bring a case against you again. This is the Lord's declaration. I will bring a case against your children's children. Cross over to Cyprus and take a look. Send someone to Qadar and consider carefully. See if there has ever been anything like this. Has a nation ever exchanged its gods? But they were not gods. Yet my people have exchanged their glory for useless idols. Be horrified at this heavens. Be shocked and utterly appalled. For my people have committed a double evil. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and dug cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that cannot hold water. Is Israel a slave? Was he born into slavery? Why else does he become a prey? The young lions have roared at him, they have roared loudly, they have laid waste his land. His cities are in ruins without inhabitants. The men of Memphis and Taphnes have also brought your skull and broken it. Have you not brought this on yourself by abandoning the Lord your God while he was leading you along the way? Now what will you gain by travelling along the way to Egypt to drink the waters of the Nile? What will you gain by travelling along the way to Assyria to drink the waters of the Euphrates? Your own evil will discipline you, your own apostasies will reprimand you. Think it over and see how evil and bitter it is for you to abandon the Lord your God and to have no fear of me. This is a declaration of the Lord God of hosts. For long ago I broke your yoke, I tore off your fetters, you insisted I will not serve. On every high hill and under every leafy tree you lie down like a prostitute. I planted you a choice vine from the very best seed. How then could you turn into a degenerate foreign vine? Even if you wash with lye and use a great amount of soap, the stain of your guilt is still in front of me. How can you protest I am not defiled, I have not followed the Baals? Look at your behaviour in the valley. Acknowledge what you have done. You are a swift young camel twisting and turning on her way, a wild donkey at home in the wilderness. She sniffs the wind in the heat of her desire. Who can control her passion? All who look for her will not become tired. They will find her in her mating season. Keep your feet from going bare and your throat from from thirst. But you say it's hopeless. I love strangers and I will continue to follow them. Like the shame of a thief when he is caught... So the house of Israel has been put to shame. They, their kings, their officials, their priests and their prophets say to a tree, You are my father, and to a stone you gave birth to me. For they have turned their back to me and not their face. But in their time of disaster they beg, Rise up and save us. But where are your gods you made for yourself? Let them rise up and save you in your time of disaster if they can. For your gods are as numerous as your cities, Judah. Why do you bring a case against me? All of you have rebelled against me. I have struck down your children in vain. They would not accept discipline. Your own sword has devoured your prophets like a raging lion. Evil generation, pay attention to the word of the Lord. 
Have I been a wilderness to Israel or a land of dense darkness? Why do my people claim we will go where we want? We will no longer come to you. Can a young woman forget her jewellery or a bride her wedding sash? Yet my people have forgotten me for countless days. How skillfully you pursue love, you also teach evil women your ways. Moreover, your skirts are stained with the blood of the innocent poor. You did not catch them breaking and entering, but in spite of all these things you claim I am innocent. His anger is sure to turn away from me, but I will certainly judge you because you have said I have not sinned. How unstable you are, constantly changing your way. You will be put to shame by Egypt just as you were put to shame by Assyria. Moreover, you will be led out from here with your hands on your head, since the Lord has rejected those you trust. You will not succeed even with their help. If a man divorces his wife and she leaves him to marry another, can he ever return to her? Wouldn't such a land become totally defiled? But you, you have played the prostitute with many partners. Can you return to me? Look to the barren heights and see. Where have you not been immoral? You sat waiting for them beside the highways like a nomad in the desert. You have defiled the land with your prostitution and wickedness. This is why the showers haven't come, why there has been no spring rain. You have the brazen look of a prostitute and refuse to be ashamed. Have you not lately called me my father, my youthful companion? Will he bear a grudge forever? Will he be endlessly infuriated? This is what you have spoken and done, the evil evil you are capable of. And then we read Zephaniah 1 verse 1 through to chapter 2 verse 15. The word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah son of Cushi, son of Gedaliah, son of Amariah, son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah son of Ammon king of Judah. I will completely sweep everything away from the face of the earth. This is the Lord's declaration. I will sweep away man and animal. I will sweep away the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea and the ruins along with the wicked. I will cut off mankind from the face of the earth. The Lord's declaration. I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all the residents of Jerusalem. I will cut off from this place every vestige of Baal, the names of the pagan priests along with the priests, those who bow in worship on the rooftops to the heavenly host, those who bow and pledge loyalty to the Lord but also pledge loyalty to Milcom, and those who turn back from following the Lord, who do not seek the Lord or inquire of him. Be silent in the presence of the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is near. Indeed, the Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. On the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials, the king's sons, and all who are dressed in foreign clothing. On that day, I will punish all who skip over the threshold, who fill their master's house with violence and deceit. On that day, there will be an outcry from the fish gate, a wailing from the second district, and a loud crashing from the hills. Wail, you residents of the hollow, for all the merchants will be silenced. All those loaded with silver will be cut off. At that time I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish the men who settle down comfortably, who say to themselves, The Lord will not do good or evil. Their wealth will become plunder and their houses a ruin. They will build houses but never live in them, plant vineyards but never drink their wine. The great day of the Lord is near, near and rapidly approaching. Listen, the day of the Lord, there the warriors cry is bitter. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the high corner towers. 
I will bring distress on mankind, and they will walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood will be poured out like dust, and their flesh like dung. Their silver and their gold will not be able to rescue them in the day of the Lord's wrath. The whole earth will be consumed by the fire of his jealousy, for he will make a complete, yes, a horrifying end to all the inhabitants of the earth. Gather yourselves together, gather together, undesirable nation, before the decree takes effect and the day passes like chaff, before the burning of the Lord's anger overtakes you, before the day of the Lord's anger overtakes you. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth, who carry out what he commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility, perhaps you will be concealed on the day of the Lord's anger. For Gaza will be abandoned and Ashkelon will become a ruin. Ashdod will be driven out at noon and Ekron will be uprooted. Woe, inhabitants of the sea coast, nation of the Cherethites! The word of the Lord is against you, Canaan, land of the Philistines. I will destroy you until there is no one left. The sea coast will become pasture lands with caves for shepherds and folds for sheep. The coastland will belong to the remnant of the house of Judah. They will find pasture there. They will lie down in the evening among the houses of Ashkelon, for the Lord their God will return to them and restore their fortunes. I have heard the taunting of Moab and the insults of the Ammonites, who have taunted my people and threatened their territory. Therefore, as I live, the declaration of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Moab will be like Sodom and the Ammonites like Gomorrah, a place overgrown with weeds, a salt pit and a perpetual wasteland. The remnant of my people will plunder them. The remainder of my nation will dispossess them. This is what they get for their pride because they have taunted and acted arrogantly against the people of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will be terrifying to them when he starves all the gods of the earth. Then all the distant coastlands of the nations will bow and worship to him, each in its own place. You Cushites will also be slain by the sword. He will stretch out also his hand against the north and destroy Assyria. He will make Nineveh a desolate ruin, dry as the desert. Herds will lie down in the middle of it, every kind of wild animal. Both the desert oil and the screech oil will roost in the capitals of its pillars. Their calls will sound from the window, but devastation will be on the threshold, for he will expose the cedar work. This is the self-assured city that lives in security, that thinks to herself, I am and there is no one besides me. What a desolation she has become. A place for wild animals to lie down. Everyone who passes by her jeers and shakes his fist. And there we end. Day 205. Day 206 as we continue through Zephaniah and Second Kings and Second Chronicles. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 1. Woe to the city that is rebellious and defiled, the oppressive city. She has not obeyed, she has not accepted discipline. She has not trusted in the Lord, she has not drawn near to her God. The princes within her are roaring lions, her judges are wolves of the night, which leave nothing for the morning. Her prophets are reckless, treacherous men, her priests profane the sanctuary, they do violence to instruction. The righteous Lord is in her, he does no wrong. He applies his justice morning by morning, he does not feel at dawn, yet the one who does wrong knows no shame. I have cut off nations, their corner towers are destroyed. I have laid waste their streets with no one to pass through. Their cities lie devastated without a person, with, without an inhabitant. I thought, you will certainly fear me and accept correction. Then her dwelling place will be not cut off. 
based on all that I had allotted to her. However, they became more corrupt in all their actions. Therefore wait for me until the day I rise up for plunder. For my decision is to gather nations, to assemble kingdoms, in order to pour out my indignation on them. All my burning anger for the whole earth will be consumed by the fire of my jealousy. For I will then restore pure speech to the people, so that all of them may call on the name of Yahweh, and serve him with a single purpose. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my supplicants, my dispersed people, will bring an offering to me. On that day you will not be put to shame because of everything you have done in rebelling against me, for then I will remove your boastful braggarts from among you, and you will never again be haughty on my holy mountain. I will leave a meek and humble people among you, and they will trust in the name of Yahweh. The remnant of Israel will no longer do wrong or tell lies, a deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths, but they will pasture and lie down with nothing to make them afraid. Sing for joy, daughter Zion. Shout loudly, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has removed your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The King of Israel, the Lord, is among you. You need no longer fear harm. On that day it will be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is among you, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will bring you quietness with his love. He will delight in you with shouts of joy. I will gather those who have been driven from the appointed festivals. They will be a tribute from you under a reproach on her. Yes, at that time I will deal with all who afflict you. I will save the lame and gather the scattered. I will make those who were disgraced throughout the earth receive praise and fame. At that time I will bring you back. Yes, at the time I will gather you. I will make you famous and praiseworthy among all the peoples of the earth. When I restore your fortune before your eyes, Yahweh has spoken. Then we read 2 Kings 22, 3-7. In the eighteenth year of King Josiah, the king sent the court secretary, Shaphan, son of Azaliah, son of Meshulam, to the Lord's temple, saying, Go up to Hilkah, the high priest, so that he may total up the money brought into the Lord's temple. The money the doorkeepers have collected from the people it is to be put into the hands of those doing the work, those who oversee the Lord's temple. They in turn are to give it to the workmen in the Lord's temple to repair the damage. They are to give it to the carpenters, builders and masons to buy timber and quarried stone to repair the temple. But no accounting is to be required from them for the money they put into their hands since they work with integrity. We read the same from Second Chronicles 34, 8-13. In the eighteenth year of his reign, in order to cleanse the land of the temple... Josiah sent Shaphan son of Azaliah, along with Masai the governor of the city, and the recorder Joah son of Johaz, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. So they went to Hilkiah the high priest and gave him the money brought into God's temple. The Levites and the doorkeepers had collected money from Manasseh, Ephraim, and from the entire remnant of Israel, and from all Judah, Benjamin, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They put it into the hands of those doing the work, those who oversaw the Lord's temple. They in turn gave it to the workmen who were working in the Lord's temple to repair and restore the temple. They gave it to the carpenters and builders and also used it to buy quarried stone and timbers for joining and to make beams for the buildings that Judah's kings had destroyed. The men were doing the work with an integrity. Their overseers were Jehath and Obadiah the Levites from the Merorites and Zechariah and Meshulam from the Kothathites as supervisors. 
The Levites were all skilled on musical instruments. They were also over the porters and were supervising all those doing the work task by task. Some of the Levites were secretaries, officers and gatekeepers. Then back into Second Kings 22, 8-10. Hilkiah, the high priest, told Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. And he gave it to Shaphan, who read it. Then Shaphan, the court secretary, went to the king and reported, Your servants have emptied out the money that was found in the temple and have put it into the hand of those doing the work, those who oversee the Lord's temple. Then Shaphan, the court secretary, told the king, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me a book. And Shaphan read it in the presence of the king. We read the same in Second Chronicles 34, 14-18. Hilkiah, the high priest, told Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. And he gave it to Shaphan, who read it. Then Shaphan, the court secretary, went to the king and reported, Your servants have emptied out the money that was found in the temple and have put it into the hand of those doing the work, those who oversee the Lord's temple. Then Shaphan, the court secretary, told the king, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me a book. And Shaphan read it in the presence of the king. Then we read Second Kings 22, 11-20. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. Then he commanded Hilkiah the priest, Ahakam son of Shaphan, Achbor son of Machiah, Shaphan the court secretary, and the king's servant Asaiah, Go and inquire of the Lord for me, the people and all Judah, about the instruction in this book that has been found. For great is the Lord's wrath that it is kindled against us, because our ancestors have not obeyed the words of this book, in order to do everything written about us. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Achbor, Shaphan, and Asasiah went to the prophetess, Huldah, wife of Shalom, son of Tikbah, son of Haras, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the second district. They spoke with her. She said to them, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. Say to the man who sent you to me, This is what the Lord says. I am about to bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants fulfilling all the words of the book that the king of Judah has read, because they have abandoned me and burned incense to other gods in order to provoke me with all the work of their hands. My wrath will be kindled against this place and it will not be quenched. Say this to the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. As for the words that you heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place, and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse. And because you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I myself have heard you, declares the Lord. Therefore I will indeed gather you to your fathers, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes will not see all this disaster that I am bringing on this place. Then they reported to the king. And we read the same in Second Chronicles 34, 19-28. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. Then he commanded Hilkiah the priest, Ahakam son of Shaphan, Achbor son of Machiah, Shaphan the court secretary, and the king's servant Asaiah, Go and inquire of the Lord for me, the people and all Judah, about the instruction in this book that has been found. For great is the Lord's wrath that it is kindled against us, because our ancestors have not obeyed the words of this book, in order to do everything written about us. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Achbor, Shaphan, and Asasiah went to the prophetess, Huldah, wife of Shalom, son of Tikbah, 
son of Harras, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the second district. They spoke with her. She said to them, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. Say to the man who sent you to me, This is what the Lord says. I am about to bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants, fulfilling all the words of the book that the king of Judah has read. Because they have abandoned me and burned incense to other gods in order to provoke me with all the work of their hands. My wrath will be kindled against this place and it will not be quenched. Say this to the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. As for the words that you heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and because you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I myself have heard you, declares the Lord. Therefore I will indeed gather you to your fathers, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes will not see all this disaster that I am bringing on this place. Then they reported to the king. We read Second Kings 23, 1-3. So the king sent messengers, and they gathered to him all the elders of Jerusalem and Judah. Then the king went to the Lord's temple with all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, as well as the priests and the prophets, all the people from the youngest to the oldest. As they listened, he read all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. Next, the king stood by the pillar and made a covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments, his decrees and his statutes, with all his mind and with all his heart, and to carry out the words of this covenant that were written in this book. All the people agreed to the covenant. Then we read the same in Second Chronicles thirty-four, twenty-nine to 32 So the king sent messengers, and they gathered to him all the elders of Jerusalem and Judah. Then the king went to the Lord's temple with all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, as well as the priests and the prophets, all the people from the youngest to the oldest. As they listened, he read all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. Next, the king stood by the pillar and made a covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments, his decrees and his statutes, with all his mind and with all his heart, and to carry out the words of this covenant that were written in this book. Then he had all those present in Jerusalem and Benjamin enter the covenant, so all the inhabitants of Jerusalem carried out the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. And there we end, day 206. We read day 207, beginning at Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 6, and continuing the whole way through today in Jeremiah until chapter 5, verse 31. Beginning at chapter 3, verse 6. In the days of King Josiah, the Lord asked me, Have you seen what unfaithful Israel has done? She has ascended every high hill and gone under every green tree to prostitute herself there. I thought after she has done all these things, she will return to me, but she didn't return and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. I observed that it was because unfaithful Israel had committed adultery that I had sent her away and had given her a certificate of divorce. Nevertheless, her treacherous sister Judah was not afraid, but also went and prostituted herself. Indifferent to her prostitution, she defiled the land and committed adultery with stone and tree. Yet in spite of all this, her treacherous sister Judah didn't return to me with all her heart, only in pretense. This is the Lord's declaration. The Lord announced to me, Unfaithful Israel has shown herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. Go, proclaim these words to the north and say, Return unfaithful Israel. 
I will not look on you with anger, for I am unfeeling in my love. I will not be angry forever, only acknowledge your guilt. You have rebelled against the Lord your God. You have scattered your favours to strangers under every green tree and have not obeyed my voice. This is the Lord's declaration. Return, you faithless children, for I am your master, and I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. I will give you shepherds who are loyal to me, and they will shepherd you with knowledge and skill. When you multiply and increase in the land, in those days no one will say any longer, the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. It will never come to mind, and no one will remember or miss it. It will never again be made. At that time Jerusalem will be called the Lord's Throne, and all the nations will be gathered to it, to the name of the Lord in Jerusalem. They will cease to follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. In those days the house of Judah will join with the house of Israel, and they will come together from the land of the north to the land I have given your ancestors to inherit. I thought, how I long to make you my sons and give you a desirable land, the most beautiful inheritance of the nations. I thought you will call me my father and never turn away from me. However, as a woman may betray her lover, so you have betrayed me, house of Israel. This is the Lord's declaration. A sound is heard on the barren heights, the children of Israel weeping and begging for mercy, for they have perverted their way, they have forgotten the Lord their God. Return, you faithless children, I will heal your unfaithfulness. Here we are coming to you, for you are the Lord our God. Surely falsehood comes from the hills, commotion from the mountains, but the salvation of the Lord is only in the Lord our God. From the time of your youth, the shameful one has consumed what our fathers have worked for, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. Let us lie down in our shame, let us our disgrace cover us. We have sinned against the Lord our God, both we and our fathers from the time of our youth even to this day. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. If you return, Israel, if you return to me, if you remove your detestable idols from my presence and do not waver, if you swear as the Lord lives in truth and justice and in righteousness, then the nations will be blessed by him and will pride themselves in him. For this is what the Lord says to the men of Judah and Jerusalem. Break up the unplowed ground. Do not sow among the thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Remove the foreskin of your hearts, men of Judah and residents of Jerusalem. Otherwise my wrath will break out like fire and burn with no one to extinguish it because of your evil deeds. Declare in Judah, proclaim in Jerusalem and say, Blow the ram's horn throughout the land. Cry out loudly and say, Assemble yourselves and let's flee to the fortified cities. Lift up a signal flag towards Zion. Run for cover, don't stand still. For I am bringing disaster from the north, a great destruction. A lion has gone up from his thicket. A destroyer of nations has set out. He has left his lair to make your land a waste. Your cities will be reduced to uninhabited ruins. Because of this, put on sackcloth, we mourn and wail, for the Lord's burning anger has not turned away from us. On that day, this is the Lord's declaration, the king and the officials will lose their courage, the priests will tremble in fear, and the prophets will be scared speechless. I said, O oh no, Lord God, you have certainly deceived this people in Jerusalem by announcing, You will have peace while a sword is at our throats. At that time it will be said to this people and to Jerusalem, A searing wind blows from the barren heights in the wilderness on the way to my dear people. It comes not to winnow or to sift. A wind too strong for this comes at my call. Now I will also pronounce judgments against them. 
Look, he advances like clouds, his chariots are like a storm, his horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us, for we are ruined. Wash the evil from your heart, Jerusalem, so that you will be delivered. How long will you harbour malicious thoughts within you? For a voice announces from Dan, proclaiming malice from Mount Ephraim. Warn the nations, look, proclaim to Jerusalem, those who besiege are coming from a distant land. They raise their voices against the cities of Judah. They have her surrounded like those who guard a field, because she has rebelled against me. This is the Lord's declaration. Your way of life and your actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment. It is very bitter. It has reached your heart. My anguish, my anguish, I writhe in agony. Oh, the pain in my heart. My heart pounds, I cannot be silent. For you, my soul, have heard the sound of the ram's horn, the shout of battle. Disaster after disaster is reported, for the whole land is destroyed. Suddenly my tents are destroyed, my tent curtains in a moment. How long must I see the signal flag and hear the sound of the ram's horn? For my people are fools, they do not know me. They are foolish children without understanding. They are skilled in doing what is evil, but they do not know how to do what is good. I looked at the earth and it was formless and empty. I looked to the heavens and their light was gone. I looked at the mountains and they were quaking. All the hills shook. I looked and no man was left. All the birds of the sky had fled. I looked and the fertile field was a wilderness. All its cities were torn down because of the Lord and his burning anger. For this is what the Lord says. The whole land will be a desolation, but I will not finish it off. Because of this, this the earth will mourn. The skies above will grow dark. I have spoken, I have planned, and I will not relent or turn back from it. Every city flees at the sound of the horseman and the archer. They enter the thickets and climb among the rocks. Every city is abandoned, no inhabitant is left. And you, devastated one, what are you doing that you dress yourself in scarlet, that you adorn yourself with gold jewellery, that you enlarge your eyes with paint? You beautify yourself for nothing. Your lovers reject you, they want to take your life. I hear a cry like a woman in labour, a cry of anguish like one bearing her first child. The cry of daughter Zion gasping for breath, stretching out her hands. Woe is me, for my life is weary because of the murderers. Roam through the streets of Jerusalem. Look and take note. Search in her squares. If you find a single person, anyone who acts justly, who seeks to be faithful, then I will forgive her. When they say, as the Lord lives, they are swearing falsely. Look, don't your eyes look for faithfulness? You have struck them, but they felt no pain. You finished them off, but they refused to accept discipline. They made their faces harder than rock, and they refused to return. Then I thought, they are just the poor, they have played the fool. For they don't understand the way of the Lord, the justice of their God. I will go to the powerful and speak to them. Surely they know the way of the Lord, the justice of their God. However, these also had broken the yoke and torn off the fetters. Therefore a lion from the forest will strike them down, a wolf from an arid plain will ravage them. A leopard keeps watch over their cities, anyone who leaves them will be torn to pieces, because their rebellious acts are many, their unfaithful deeds numerous. Why should I forgive you? Your children have abandoned me and sworn by those who are not gods. I satisfied their needs, yet they committed adultery, they gashed themselves at the prostitute's house. They are well-fed, eager stallions, each neighing after someone, someone else's wife. Should I not punish them for these things? Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? 
Go up among her vineyard terraces and destroy them, but do not finish them off. Prune away her shoots, for they do not belong to the Lord. They, the house of Israel and the house of Judah, have dealt very treacherously with me. This is the Lord's declaration. They have contradicted the Lord and insisted, It won't happen, harm won't come to us, we won't see famine or sword. The prophets become only wind, for the Lord's word is not in them. This will, in fact, happen to them. Therefore, this is what the Lord God of hosts says. Because you have spoken this word, I am going to make my words become fire in your mouth. These people are the wood, and the fire will consume them. I am about to bring a nation from far away against you, house of Israel. It is an established nation, an ancient nation, a nation whose language you do not know and whose speech you do not understand. Their quiver is like an open grave. They are all mighty warriors. They will consume your harvest and your food. They will consume your sons and your daughters. They will consume your flocks and your herds. They will consume your vines and your fig trees. They will destroy with a sword your fortified cities in which you trust. But even in those days, this is the Lord's declaration, I will not finish you off. When people ask, for what offence has the Lord our God done all these things to us? You will respond to them, just as you abandoned me and served foreign gods in your land, so you will serve strangers in a land that is not yours. Declare this in the house of Jacob, proclaim it in Judah, saying, Hear this, you foolish and senseless people. They have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. Do you not fear me? Do you not tremble before me, the one who set the sand as the boundary of the sea, an enduring barrier that it cannot cross? The waves surge, but they cannot prevail. They roar, but cannot pass over it. But these people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned aside and have gone away. They have not said to themselves, Let's fear the Lord our God, who gives the rain both early and late in its season, who guarantees us to be the fixed weeks of the harvest. Your guilty acts have diverted these things from you. Your sins have withheld my bounty from you. For wicked men live among my people. They watch like fowlers lying in wait. They set a trap, they catch men. Like a cage full of birds, so their houses are full of deceit. Therefore they have grown powerful and rich. They have become fat and sleek. They have also excelled in evil matters. They have not taken up cases such as the case of the orphans, so that they might prosper and they have not defended the rights of the needy. Should I not punish them for these things? Should I not avenge myself on a nation such as this? A horrible, terrible thing has taken place in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule by their own authority. My people love it like this, but what will you do at the end of it? This is the Lord's declaration. And there we end day 207. Day 208, as we continue through Jeremiah, then a little bit of Second Kings and a little bit of Second Chronicles as well. So we start at Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 1. Run for cover, Benjaminites, out of Jerusalem. Sound the ram's horn in Tekoa. Raise a smoke signal over Beth Hacharameh. For disaster threatens from the north, even great destruction. Though she is beautiful and delicate, I will destroy daughter Zion. Shepherds and their flocks will come against her. They will pitch their tents all around her. Each will pasture his own portion. Set them apart for war against her. Rise up, let's attack at noon. Woe to us, for the day is passing. The evening shadows grow long. Rise up, let's attack by night. Let us destroy her fortresses. For this is what the Lord of hosts says. 
Cut down the trees, raise a siege ramp against Jerusalem. This city must be punished, there is nothing but oppression within her. As a well gushes out its water, so she pours, pours forth her evil. Violence and destruction resound in her. Sickness and wounds keep coming to my attention. Be warned, Jerusalem, or I will be torn away from you. I will make you a desolation, a land devoid of inhabitant. This is what the Lord of hosts says. Glean as thoroughly as a vine the remnant of Israel. Pass your hand once more like a grape gatherer over the branches. Who can I speak to and give such a warning that they will listen? Look, their ear is uncircumcised, so they cannot pay attention. See, the word of the Lord has become contemptible to them. They find no pleasure in it. But I am full of the Lord's wrath. I am tired of holding it back. Pour it out on the children in the street, on the gang of young men as well. For both husband and wife will be captured, the old with the very old. Their houses will be turned over to others, their fields and wives as well. For I will stretch out my hand against the residents of the land. This is the Lord's declaration. For from the least to the greatest of them, everyone is gaining profit unjustly. From prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated people's brokenness superficially, claiming peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they acted so abhorrently? They weren't at all ashamed. They can no longer feel humiliation. Therefore they will fall among the fallen. When I punish them, they will collapse, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stand by the roadways and look. Ask about the ancient paths. Which is the way to what is good? Then take it and find rest for yourselves. But they protested, we won't. I appointed watchmen over you and said, Listen for the sound of the ram's horn. But they protested, We won't listen. Therefore listen, you nations and you witnesses. Learn what the charge is against them. Listen, earth. I am about to bring disaster on these people, the fruit of their own plotting. For they have paid no attention to my word. They have rejected my law. What use to me is frankincense from Sheba, or sweet cane from a distant land. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, your sacrifices do not please me. Therefore this is what the Lord says, I am going to place stumbling blocks before these people. Fathers and sons together will stumble over them, friends and neighbours will also perish. This is what the Lord says, Look, an army is coming from a northern land. A great nation will be awakened from the remote regions of the earth. They grasp bow and javelin. They are cruel and show no mercy. Their faces roar like the sea and they ride on horses lined up like men in battle formation against you, daughter Zion. We have heard about it and we are discouraged. Distress has seized us, pain like a woman in labour. Don't go out to the fields, don't walk on the road, for the enemy has a sword, terror is on every side. My dear people, dress yourselves in sackcloth and roll in the dust. Mourn as you would for an only son, a bitter lament, for suddenly the destroyer will come on us. I have appointed you to be an assayer among my people, a refiner, so that you may know and assay their way of life. Are all stubborn rebels spreading slander? They are bronze and iron, all of them are corrupt. The bellows blow, blasting the lead with fire. The refining is completely in vain, the evil ones are not separated out. They are called rejected silver, for the Lord has rejected them. Then we read Second Kings 23, verses 1 to 23. The king commanded all the people, Keep the Passover of the Lord your God as written in the book of the covenant. No such Passover had ever been kept from the time of the judges who judged Israel through the entire time of the kings of Israel and Judah. But in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, this Passover was observed to the Lord in Jerusalem. 
And then we read verse 26 and 27 of Second Kings 23. In spite of all that, the Lord did not turn from the fierceness of his great wrath and anger which burned against Judah because of all the provocations Manasseh had provoked him with. For the Lord had said, I will also remove Judah from my sight just as I have removed Israel. I will reject this city, Jerusalem, that I have chosen and the temple about which I said my name will be there. And we read Second Chronicles 35, 1-19. Josiah observed the Lord's Passover and slaughtered the Passover lambs on the fourteenth day of the first month. He appointed the priests to their responsibilities and encouraged them to serve in the Lord's temple. He said to the Levites who taught all Israel the holy things of the Lord, Put the holy ark in the temple built by Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Since you do not have to carry it on your shoulders, now serve the Lord your God and his people, Israel. Organize your ancestral houses by your divisions according to the written instruction of King David of Israel and that of his son Solomon. Serve in the holy place by the divisions of the ancestral houses for your brothers, the lay people and the distribution of the tribal household of the Levites. Slaughter the Passover lambs, consecrate yourselves and make preparations for your brothers to carry out the word of the Lord through Moses. Then Josiah donated 30,000 sheep, lambs and kid goats plus 3,000 bulls from his own possessions, for the Passover sacrifices for all the lay people who were present. His officials also donated willingly for the people, the priests and the Levites. Hilkiah, Zechariah and Jehalel, leaders of God's temple, gave 2,600 Passover sacrifices and 300 bulls for the priests. Conaniah and his brothers Shemaiah and Nathaniel and Hashhabiah, Jael and Josabad, Officers of the Levites donated 5,000 Passover sacrifices for the Levites, plus 500 bulls. So the service was established. The priests stood at their posts and the Levites in their divisions according to the king's command. Then they slaughtered the Passover lambs, and while the Levites were skinning the animals, the priests sprinkled the blood they had been given. They removed the burnt offerings so that they might be given to the divisions of the ancestral houses of the lay people to offer to the Lord, according to what is written in the book of Moses. They did the same with the bulls. They roasted the Passover lambs with fire according to regulation. They boiled the holy sacrifices in pots and kettles and in bowls, and they quickly brought them to the lay people. Afterwards they made preparations for themselves and for the priests, since the priests, the descendants of Aaron, were busy offering up burnt offerings and fat until night. So the Levites made preparations for themselves and for the priests, the descendants of Aaron. The singers, the descendants of Asaph, were at their stations according to the command of David, Asaph, Haman and Judathun, the king's seer. Also the gatekeepers were at each gate. Because their Levite brothers had made preparations for them, none of them left their tasks. So all the service of the Lord was established that day for observing the Passover and for offering burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord according to the command of King Josiah. The Israelites who were present in Judah also observed the Passover at that time and the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. No Passover had been observed like it in Israel since the days of Samuel the prophet. None of the kings of Israel ever observed a Passover like the one that Josiah observed with the priests, the Levites, all Judah, the Israelites who were present in Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. In the 18th year of Josiah's reign, this Passover was observed. And then we read 2 Kings 23, 4-14. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the high priest and the priests of the second rank, 
and the doorkeepers to bring out of the Lord's temple all the articles made for Baal, Asherah and the whole heavenly host. He burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron and carried their ashes to Bethel. Then he did away with the idolatrous priests the kings of Judah had appointed to burn incense at the high places in the cities of Judah and in the areas surrounding Jerusalem. They had burned incense to Baal and to the sun, moon, constellations and the whole heavenly host. He brought out the Asherah pole from the Lord's temple to the Kidron Valley outside Jerusalem. He burned it at the Kidron Valley, beat it to dust and threw its dust on the graves of the common people. He also tore down the houses of the male shrine prostitutes that were in the Lord's temple, in which the women were weaving tapestries for Asherah. Then Josiah brought all the priests from the cities of Judah, and he defiled the high places from Geba to Beersheba, where the priests had burned incense. He tore down the high places of the gates at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, on the left at the city gate. The priests of the high places, however, did not come up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem. Instead, they ate unleavened bread with their fellow priests. He defiled Topeth, which is in the valley of Hinnom, so that no one could make his son or his daughter pass through the fire to Molech. He did away with the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun. They had been at the entrance of the Lord's temple in the precincts by the chamber of Nathan Melech, the court official, and he burned up the chariots of the sun. The king tore down the altars that were on the roof, Ahaz's upper chamber that the kings of Judah had made, and the altars that Manasseh had made in the two courtyards of the Lord's temple. Then he smashed them there and threw their dust into the Kidron Valley. The king also defiled the high places that were across from Jerusalem to the south of the Mount of Destruction, which Solomon king of Israel had built for Ashtore, the detestable idol of the Sidonians, for Chemosh, the detestable idol of Moab, and for Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. He broke the sacred pillars into pieces, cut down the Asherah poles, then filled their places with human bones. And there we end, day 208. Day 209, we begin today in Second Kings, uh, just a part of Second Chronicles, and then Jeremiah for the rest of today. But we begin at Second Kings 23, 15-20. Josiah's reforms, as he even tore down the altar at Bethel in the high place that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who caused Israel to sin, had made. Then he burned the high place, crushed it to dust, and burned the Asherah. As Josiah turned, he saw the tombs there on the mountain. He sent someone to take the bones out of the tombs, and he burned them on the altar. He defiled it according to the word of the Lord, proclaimed by the man of God who proclaimed these things. Then he said, What is this monument I see? The men of the city told him, It is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah, and proclaimed these things that you have done to the altar at Bethel. So he said, let him rest. Don't let anyone disturb his bones. So they left his bones undisturbed with the bones of the prophet who came from Samaria. Josiah also removed all the shrines of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord. Josiah did the same things to them that he had done at Bethel. He slaughtered on the altars all the priests of the high places who were there, and he burned human bones in the altars. Then he returned to Jerusalem. And then verse 24 of Second Kings 23. In addition, Josiah removed the mediums, the spiritists, household idols, images, and all the detestable things that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem. He did this in order to carry out the words of the law that were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the Lord's temple. 
and Second Chronicles 34 verse 33. So Josiah removed everything that was detestable from all the lands belonging to the Israelites, and he required all who were present in Israel to serve the Lord their God. Throughout his reign they did not turn aside from following the Lord God of their ancestors. And then we begin in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 1, and finish today in Jeremiah 8, verse 22. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Stand in the gate of the house of the Lord, and there call out this word. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who enter through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Correct your ways and your deeds, and I will allow you to live in this place. Do not trust deceitful words chanting, This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. Instead, if you really change your ways and your actions, if you act justly toward one another, if you no longer oppress the alien, the fatherless and the widow, and no longer shed innocent blood in this place or follow other gods, bringing harm on yourselves, I will allow you to live in this place, the land I gave to your ancestors forever and ever. But look, you keep trusting in deceitful words that cannot help. Do you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and follow other gods that you have not known? Then do you come and stand before me in this house called by my name and insist we are safe? As a result, you are free to continue doing all these detestable acts. Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your view? Yes, I too have seen it. This is the Lord's declaration. But return to my place that was at Shiloh, where I made my name dwell at first. See what I did to it because of the evil of my people Israel. Now, because you have done all these things, and because I have spoken to you time and time again, but you wouldn't listen, and I have called to you, but you wouldn't answer, what I did to Shiloh I will do to the house that is called by my name, the house in which you trust, the place that I gave you and your ancestors. I will drive you from my presence, just as I drove out all of your brothers, all the descendants of Ephraim. As for you, do not pray for these people. Do not offer a cry or a prayer on their behalf, and do not beg me, for I will not listen to you. Don't you see how they behave in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The sons gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the Queen of Heaven, and they pour out drink offerings to other gods so that they provoke me to anger, But are they really provoking me? Isn't it they themselves that being provoked to disgrace? Therefore this is what the Lord God says. Look, my anger, my burning wrath is about to be poured out on this place, on man, on beast, on the tree of the field and on the fruit of the ground. My wrath will burn and not be quenched. This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Add your burnt offering to your other sacrifices and eat the meat yourselves. For when I brought your ancestors out of the land of Egypt... I did not speak with them or command them concerning burnt offerings and sacrifice. However, I did give them this command. Obey me, and then I will be your God, and you will be my people. You must walk in every way I command you, so that it may go well with you. Yet they didn't listen or pay attention, but walked according to their own advice, and according to their own stubborn evil heart. They went backward and not forward. Since the day your ancestors came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have sent all my servants, the prophets, to you time and time again. However, they wouldn't listen to me or pay attention, but became obstinate. They did more evil than their ancestors. When you speak all these things to them, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer you. You must therefore declare to them, 
This is the nation that would not listen to the voice of the Lord their God and would not accept discipline. Truth has perished, it has disappeared from their mouths. Cut off the hair of your sacred vow and throw it away. Raise up a dirge in the barren heights, for the Lord has rejected and abandoned the generation under his wrath. For the Judeans have done what is evil in my sight. This is the Lord's declaration. They have set up their detestable things in the house that is called by my name and defiled it. They have built the high places of Topheth in the valley of Hinnom in order to burn their sons and daughters in the fire. A thing I did not command, I never entertained the thought. Therefore take note. Days are coming when this place will no longer be called Topheth in the valley of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. Topheth will become a cemetery because there will be no other burial place. The corpses of these people will become food for the birds of the sky and for the wild animals of the land, with no one to scare them off. I will remove from the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem the sound of joy and gladness and the voices of the bridegroom and the bride, for the land will become a desolate waste. At that time the bones of the kings of Judah, the bones of her officials, the bones of the priests, the bones of the prophets and the bones of the residents of Jerusalem will be brought out of their graves. They will be exposed to the sun, the moon and the whole heavenly host which they have loved, served, followed, pursued and worshipped. Their bones will not be collected and buried, but will become like manure on the surface of the soil. Death will be chosen over life by all the survivors of this evil family, those who remain wherever I have banished them. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. You are to say to them, this is what the Lord says. Do people fall and not get up again? If they turn away, do they not return? Why have these people turned away? Why is Jerusalem always turning away? They take hold of deceit, they refuse to return. I have paid careful attention, they do not speak what is right. No one regrets his evil, asking, what have I done? Everyone has stayed his course like a horse rushing into battle. Even the stork in the sky knows her seasons. The turtle dove swallow and crane are aware of their migration, but my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. How can you claim we are wise, the law of the Lord is with us? In fact, the lying pen of scribes has produced falsehood. The wise will be put to shame, they will be dismayed and snared. They have rejected the word of the Lord, so that wisdom do, what wisdom do they really have? Therefore I will give their wives to other men, their fields to new occupants, for from the least to the greatest, everyone is gaining profit unjustly. From prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated superficially the brokenness of my dear people, claiming peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they acted so abhorrently? They weren't at all ashamed. They can no longer feel humiliation. Therefore, therefore they will fall among the fallen. When I punish them, they will collapse, says the Lord. I will gather them and bring them to an end. There will be no grapes in the vine, no figs in the tree, and even the leaf will wither. Whatever I have given them will be lost to them. Why are we just sitting here? Gather together, let us enter the fortified cities and there suffer our fate. For the Lord our God has condemned us. He has given us poisoned water to drink because we have sinned against the Lord. We hoped for peace but there was nothing good, for a time of healing but there was only terror. From Dan is heard the snorting of horses. At the sound of those neighing of mighty steeds the whole land quakes. They come to devour the land and everything in it, the city and all its residents. Indeed, I am about to send snakes among you, poisonous vipers that cannot be charmed. They will bite you. This is the Lord's declaration. My joy has flown away. Grief has settled on me. My heart is sick. Listen, the cry of my dear people from a faraway land. 
Is the Lord no longer in Zion, her king not in her midst? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images, with their worthless foreign idols? Harvest has passed, summer has ended, but we have not been saved. I am broken by the brokenness of my dear people. I mourn horror has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician here? So why has the healing of my dear people not come about? And there we end, day 209. Day 210 on the last day of week 30. And we begin at Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 1 and read straight through today to Jeremiah chapter 11 verse 23. Beginning at Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 1. If my head were water, my eyes a fountain of tears, I would weep day and night over the slain of my dear people. If only I had a traveller's lodging place in the wilderness, I would abandon my people and depart from them, for they are all adulterers, a solemn assembly of treacherous people. They bent their tongues like their bows, lies and not faithfulness prevail in the land, for they proceed from one evil to another, and they do not take me into account. This is the Lord's declaration. Everyone has to be on guard against his friend. Don't trust any brother, for every brother will certainly deceive, and every friend spread slander. Each one betrays his friend, no one tells the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak lies, they wear themselves out doing wrong. You live in a world of deception, in their deception they refuse to know me. Therefore this is what the Lord of hosts says. I am about to refine them and test them, for what else can I do because of my dear people? Their tongues are deadly arrows, they speak deception. With his mouth a man speaks peaceably with his friend, but inwardly he sets up an ambush. Should I not punish them for these things? Should I not take my revenge against a nation such as this? I will raise weeping and a lament over the mountains, a dirge over the wilderness grazing land. For they have been so scorched that no one passes through. The sound of cattle is no longer heard. From the birds of the sky to the animals everything has fled, they have gone away. I will make Jerusalem a heap of rubble, a jackal's den. I will make the cities of Judah a desolation, an uninhabited place. Who is the man wise enough to understand this? Who has the Lord spoken to that he may explain it? Why is the land destroyed and scorched like a wilderness so no one can pass through? The Lord said, It was because they abandoned my law I set in front of them, and did not obey my voice or walk according to it. Instead they followed the stubbornness of their hearts and the bowels as their fathers taught them. Therefore this is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says, I am about to feed this people wormwood and give them poisonous waters to drink. I will scatter them among nations that they, that they and their fathers have not known. I will send a sword after them until I have finished them off. This is what the Lord of hosts says. Consider and summon the woman who mourn. Send for the skillful woman. Let them come quickly to raise a lament over us so that our eyes may overflow with tears, our eyelids soaked with weeping. For a sound of lamentation is heard from Zion. How devastated we are. We are greatly ashamed, for we have abandoned the land. Our dwellings have been torn down. Now hear the word of the Lord, you woman. Pay attention to the word of his mouth. Teach your daughters a lament and one another a dirge, for death has climbed through our windows. It has entered our fortresses, cutting off children from the streets, young men from the squares. Speak as, for, as follows. This is what the Lord says. Human corpses will fall like manure on the surface of the field, like newly cut grain after the reaper with no one to gather it. This is what the Lord says. The, ma the wise must not boast in his wisdom. The mighty must not boast in his might. The rich must not boast in his riches. 
But the one who boasts should boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, showing faithful love, justice and righteousness in the earth, for I delight in these things. This is the Lord's declaration. The days are coming when I will punish all the circumcised yet uncircumcised, Egypt, Judah, Edom, the Ammonites, Moab, and all those who clip their hair on their temples and reside in the wilderness. All these nations are uncircumcised, and the whole house of Israel is uncircumcised in heart. Hear the word that the Lord has spoken to you, house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the way of nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, although the nations are terrified by them, for the customs of the peoples are worthless. Someone cuts down a tree from the forest. It is worked by the hands of a craftsman with a chisel. He decorates it with silver and gold. It is fastened with hammer and nails, so it won't totter. Like scarecrows in a cucumber patch, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, for they can do no harm, and they cannot do any good. Lord, there is no one like you. You are great. Your name is great in power. Who should not fear you, king of the nations? It is what you deserve. For among all the wise people of the nations and among all their kingdoms there is no one like you. They are both senseless and foolish, instructed by worthless idols made of wood. Beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz, from the hands of a goldsmith, the works of a craftsman. Their clothing is blue and purple, all the work of skilled artisans. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and eternal king. The earth quakes at his wrath, and the nations cannot endure his rage. You are to say this to them. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the heaven and from under these heavens. He made the earth by his power, established the world by his wisdom, and spread out the heavens by his understanding. When he thunders, the waters in the heavens are in turmoil, and he causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings the wind from his storehouses, Everyone is stupid and arrogant. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his carved image. For his cast images are a lie. There is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work to be mocked. At the time of their punishment they will be destroyed. Jacob's portion is not like these because he is the one who formed all things. Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Gather up your belongings from the ground you who live under siege. For this is what the Lord says. Look, I am slinging out the land's residents at this time and bringing them such distress that they will feel it. Woe to me because of my brokenness. I am severely wounded. I exclaim, this is my intense suffering, but I must bear it. My tent is destroyed. All my tent cords are snapped. My sons have departed from me and are no more. I have no one to pitch my tent again or to hang up my curtains. For the shepherds are stupid. They don't seek the Lord. Therefore they have not prospered and their whole flock is scattered. Listen, a noise, it is coming, a great commotion from the land of the north. The cities of Judah will be made desolate, a jackal's den. I know, Lord, that a man's way of life is not his own. No one who walks determines his own steps. Discipline me, Lord, but with justice, not in your anger, or you will reduce me to nothing. Pour out your wrath on the nations that don't recognize you and on the families that don't call on your name. For they have consumed Jacob, they have consumed him and finished him off and made his homeland desolate. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Listen to the words of this covenant and tell them to the men of Judah and the residents of Jerusalem. You must tell them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let a curse be on the man who does not obey the words of this covenant, which I commanded your ancestors 
when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, out of the iron furnace. I declared, Obey me and do everything that I command you, and you will be my people, and I will be your God. In order to establish the oath I swore to your ancestors, to give them a land flowing with milk and honey as it is today. I answered, Amen, Lord. The Lord said to me, Proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Obey the words of this covenant and carry them out. For I strongly warned your ancestors when I brought them out of the land of Egypt until today, warning them time and time again, Obey my voice. Yet they would not obey or pay attention. Each one followed the stubbornness of his evil heart. So I brought on them all the curses of this covenant, because they had not done what I commanded them to do. The Lord said to me, A conspiracy has been discovered among the men of Judah and the residents of Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors who refused to obey my words and have followed other gods to worship them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah broke my covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore this is what the Lord says. I am about to bring on them disaster that they will not escape. They will cry out to me, but I will not hear them. Then the cities of Judah and the residents of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods they have been burning incense to, but they certainly will not save them in their time of disaster. Your gods are indeed as numerous as your cities, Judah, and the altars you have set up to shame, altars to burn incense to Baal as numerous as the streets of Jerusalem. As for you, do not pray for these people. Do not raise up a cry or a prayer on their behalf, for I will not be listening when they call out to me at the time of their disaster. What right does my beloved have to be in my house, having carried out so many evil schemes? Can holy meat prevent your disaster so you can rejoice? The Lord named you a flourishing olive tree, beautiful with well-formed fruit. He has set fire to it, and its branches are consumed with a great roaring sound. The Lord of hosts who planted you has decreed disaster against you because of the harm the house of Israel and the house of Judah brought on themselves, provoking me to anger by burning incense to Baal. The Lord informed me so I knew, then you helped me to see their deeds, for I was like a docile lamb led to a slaughter. I didn't know that they had devised plots against me. Let's destroy the tree with its fruit, let's cut him off from the land of the living, so that his name will no longer be remembered. But Lord of hosts, who judges righteously, who tests heart and mind, let me see your vengeance on them, for I have presented my case to you. Therefore here is what the Lord says concerning the people of Anathoth, who want to take your life. They warn, you must not prophesy in the name of the Lord, or you will certainly die at our hand. Therefore this is what the Lord of hosts says, I am about to punish them. The young men will die by the sword, their sons and daughters will die by famine. They will have no remnant, for I will bring disaster on the people of Anathoth in the year of their punishment. There we end day 210 and week 30.